This is Design Safe Radio, where natural hazards researchers strive to make our society more resilient to everything nature throws at us. Hello, welcome to another episode of Design Safe Radio. Super excited to bring to you my good friend, Dr. Ian Robertson, uh, all the way from sunny Hawaii. Welcome, Ian. It's good to see you. Thanks, Dan. Good to be on. And uh, thanks for uh, for getting up early and starting your day here. <laughs> uh, not that early. No, I guess it's not as early as it usually is when we're talking. You're, you're usually zero sun, dark 30 over there. <laughs> right. The sun is shining outside, so it's a beautiful day. Come and visit. I, I can't wait until we get that opportunity. We'll, we'll wait until everybody else has, has gotten their Hawaii out of their system uh, now that we're getting to the tail end of the pandemic, we hope. It has been a little busy, yes. Yeah. A lot of visitors. So we're talking today because uh, you're part of the team that has been putting together uh, and, and doing the different evolutions of the NERI science plan, which is a really important topic that we haven't gotten to talk too much about yet. Um, so can you give us a little bit about the, the background of the science plan, how it kind of came together to get us started here? Sure. So um, as you know, NERI, um, Natural Hazards Engineering Research Infrastructure, is a follow-on to NICE. NICE was the Network for Earthquake Engineering Simulation. Um, and NICE never had a science plan. And it was one of the failings wow. because yeah. it, it meant that there wasn't a central guidance for researchers in NICE. Sure, there was a focus on earthquake and to a lesser extent tsunami, which are earthquake triggered. But uh, that was uh, uh, something that was lacking. NSF realized that. And in the commissioning of NERI, and particularly the NCO, the Network Coordinating Office, um, headquartered in Purdue, um, the NSF required that we develop a NERI science plan to guide the effort through the first five years and now the extension for the next five years. Um, so that was a good move. Um, we, as the NCO, put together a science plan task group early on, and in 2017, uh, they published the first version of the NERI science plan. It was based primarily on the science plans that each of the individual components of NERI had also been required to develop. Now, obviously, their science plans weren't terribly coherent because they were developing them individually. So what the science plan task group did was to combine those into a coherent science plan 2017. However, there were a couple of components of NERI that took a little longer to be established. NCO was one of them, uh, but also the simulation center um, and Converge, which is a social science aspect to the um, hazard engineering community was added fairly recently. Um, in addition, so it was necessary to update that first version of the science plan. So yeah. in 2018, um, the NCO organized a uh, workshop, uh, international workshop, but also focusing on emerging technologies, on uh, disruptive technologies, on the science of team science, and trying to incorporate these into NERI efforts. Mm. And so that became the second science plan, the second edition of the science plan. Uh, which is available now on NERI, um, on the DesignSafe uh, website. The simplest way to find it, the, the URL is a little long, so the simplest way to find it is to search for NERI, N-H-E-R-I, Science Plan. And it'll come up as the first, at least on Google search, it'll come up as the first one. 
Um, and so it's, it's a great improvement over the first edition, um, but still is a little lacking. We, we feel there's, there's less emphasis on the simulation side mm -hmm. and what some center can do for the research facilities and for the community at large, and possibly not enough emphasis on the social science aspects of what we're doing. How does what we're doing as hazard engineers relate to the communities for whom we're doing it? Yeah. Uh, so the, the plan is that in our, we've just been renewed, the NCO has just been renewed for another four years. And in that four years, in fact, early in that four years, we will be developing a third version of the science plan to incorporate these simulation and social science aspects. It's, so that's the history. It's not, a, it's not a coincidence that we're talking about the science plan today. And we talked about offline earlier that I've been developing some some presentations are actually working on a planning workshop <laughs> and uh one of the things that we talk we talk about in there is i like how you said this was essentially a plan is all the activities that prepare us for coordinating action toward a particular future or desired end state and it sounds like Correct. what the nary science plan does is present you know these these challenges these research questions that we want to coordinate all of our nary efforts towards and then you know some of some of the roadblocks that we may encounter along the way and and how to you know maybe avoid those problems in the first place or help those that we're serving avoid problems in their own lives and the built environment mitigating the effects of hazards in communities and and putting backup plans in place that kind of encapsulates some of the things that are in there exactly um and the the first science plan did a good job of establishing that base that that sort of foundation of what it is nary is trying to do um and in to do that it developed three grand challenges uh and those grand challenges the first one is to identify and quantify the characteristics of the hazards we're dealing with mm. earthquake windstorm and the related hazards of tsunami and storm surge um so if we don't understand the hazard, then it's very difficult to deal with it. Um, so that's fundamental. The second was to assess the physical vulnerability of civil infrastructure and the social vulnerability of populations in communities exposed to these hazards. So we have to understand how our buildings are going to perform, existing buildings, because that's what we have at the moment, uh, and the existing communities, people living in those communities. But also, how do we mitigate that hazard or the, the risk for those communities and how do we improve design in the future so that we're not adding to this vulnerable um, building stock. And then finally, create the technologies and engineering tools to design, construct, retrofit and operate a multi-hazard resilient and sustainable infrastructure for the nation. Ooh, that's a mouthful. Yes, indeed. Uh, and we, we're chipping away at it. You know, every, every experiment performed in NERI has as its goal, improving our future resilience to these natural hazards. Um, so establishing those as the three grand challenges gives researchers, especially young researchers trying to propose uh, research or develop research proposals for NSF, uh, gives them a target. Um, it gives them a clear, this is the challenge I'm tackling. I'm, I wanna understand windstorms better. Um, or I want to figure out how to retrofit existing buildings for storm surge uh, and wave action. And, and they, can, they can refer to the science plan as the source of that, that need, that requirement. 
So those three grand challenges have not changed. We, we, we tweaked them a little bit in the second edition, but they're unlikely to change because they're fundamental to what Neri is about. Yeah, and, and by the definition, a grand challenge is not something you can solve within five years, most likely. Yeah, exactly. It, it normally takes longer. And so it is a good thing that NSF has extended Neri for another five years. Um, that gives us a chance to chip away a little more and maybe make more of a difference. Yeah. Which kind of gets me to the next question is how do we how do we quantify how well we're doing at chipping away at those grand challenges? Yeah, that is a difficult one, um, and it is something that came up in the um, in the review, the renewal review for the NCO. That was a fun NCO, one, <laughs> <laughs> which you were part of. Yes, the NCO is the Network Coordinating Office, and so we are supposed to be leading this effort, and obviously developing the science plan is a big part of that lead. But the other lead is to try to track the effectiveness of NERI. Um, how much are we achieving? And there, there are a number of metrics, obviously. And, and traditionally, researchers have used publications as their metrics. Um, but publications are read by a select group of other researchers. And except in the geotechnical area, are seldom used in design. Geotechnical engineers do rely on the current state of the art represented by general publications when they design for liquefaction or whatever the hazard is. Um, but structural engineers typically are bound by code provisions. And making changes to codes takes a little bit longer and a little more effort beyond the research. Understatement so, of the century there. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the NCO has established a technology transfer committee um, uh, under Bill Holmes, as you know, um, a, a very experienced longtime structural engineer, had a lot of involvement with code development. And this technology transfer committee is made up of practicing engineers who are involved with code implementation. Um, and so that's a push to try to get research into practice. And it's working. There are a number of NERI program or projects that have become code implemented uh, or have found their way into the codes. Um, the one that I was involved with was pre-NERI. It was a NICE project looking at uh, designing buildings for tsunami because our US codes, the International Building Code, said nothing about designing for tsunamis. Oof, wow. And so based on research that we did at Oregon State University under NICE, granted a precursor to NERI, but similar to what can be done with NERI research. Based on that research, we put together a committee under ASCE 7, American Society of Civil Engineers. Committee 7 is the one that develops the loading uh, standard um, for building design throughout the US. Oh, wow. And we developed a new chapter on tsunami design. So that, as of 2016, that standard now has tsunami design included. And that has been adopted here in Hawaii, also in California, Washington. I think Oregon is still going back and forth, but ultimately it'll be adopted in all five Western states. Mm. Um, that makes a difference. That yeah. means that communities will be more resilient in the future. In the most recent edition of um, the ASCE 7, which will be published in 2022, there's a new chapter on tornadoes. Um, mm. And that also comes from research I'm not sure how much of that research was done under NERI, but nevertheless, the research done at NERI can find its way. Our good friend DeLong Zhou will be very happy about that. He always talks yes, about exactly. the lack of 
<laughs> emphasis on tornado research exactly <laughs> incorporated into code so that's great yeah getting that chapter added is a big deal and and so yes i think slowly as i said we're chipping away at the vulnerabilities that are still there uh and neri i think is going a long way to improving that resilience for our communities mm. Not to cut our interview short, but that's such a great way to wrap things up. Not, I'm not going to. That is a very good statement that we should plaster on billboards, you know. Right. And so, so we're getting to the real vulnerabilities of society as a whole. And as you said earlier, we're incorporating um, social scientists and and putting that into our science plan. How how have things changed in the way research is done? by implementing the science plan and, and how NERI works together? Yeah, I think the science plan does guide the, the research. Um, in the second edition of the science plan, we actually added, um, it, it was based on a workshop, as I mentioned, in 2018. And one of the components of that workshop was to develop um, example challenges or example problems, if you like. So. We have five appendices in the second science plan, second edition of the science plan. I'm just looking up one of them now so that I can give you an example. One of them was on um, resilience of our um, of lifelines. Let me find mm. this. Yeah, here it is. Um, resilience of lifeline systems, uh, primarily focused on seismic resilience, um, but some of the others are based on coastal. Um, storm surge, tsunami hazards. Uh, and these give a more detailed picture of what a research challenge would be. And again, as you said, these research challenges are gonna take years and maybe multiple institutions and multiple NERI facilities to solve these problems. But they give the researchers a target. I, I can, I, I'm skilled at this area, I can tackle that component of this research challenge. And maybe I'll work with somebody else who can, who can tackle the experimental side. I'll do the simulation, whatever. Um, and so by giving these five examples, I think we've helped to uh, hopefully uh, stimulate some additional research at NERI facilities and targeted research, rather than just people coming up with random ideas, which might be helpful. I'm not saying they're not. Uh, often, if we think outside the box, that's a good thing. But sometimes they, they go a long way and then dead end and, and don't actually get implemented and make a difference. So, yeah, and I'm hoping that the, the third edition of the science plan, which we plan to publish in 2022, um, I'm hoping that that will, will encourage, yeah, you know, I'm an engineer. I've been an engineer all my life. The engineers have a reputation for being not antisocial, but asocial <laughs> is the way I put it. Asocial is a good way to put it for most yeah, of us. <laughs> you know, I'll go to a cocktail party, but I'll, I'll be there for 10 minutes and then I'm like, uh, it, it's too many people here. I, I got to go get back to my computer or something. Um, <laughs> I, I'm getting yeah. better with age, I must say, but I always, yeah. so I'm hoping. And, and so the, the problem with that is that we tend to work with other engineers because we think alike. And we tend to focus on our engineering task, what we're doing, whether it's simulation on the computer or experimentation in the lab. And we lose focus of what effect it's gonna have on the community we're trying to help. Yeah. And so we're hoping in this third edition to encourage virtually every research project to at least have a social scientist involved or at least on an advisory panel. Uh, and there are a lot of different aspects to social science. Oh yeah. Um, 
sociology. Refer to our episodes with Lori Peak if you haven't listened to those already, those who are listening about those different are, aspects of social science. She is outstanding, yes. And, and as you know, she leads the Converge effort. So we'll be working with her and some of her colleagues in the development of this third edition of the science plan. Um, but I think by including that aspect in our engineering research, we can be more cognizant of how it's going to impact society mm. and, and get their advice before we go too far down a rabbit hole that isn't really helping. So um, I'm hopeful for the third, third edition of the science plan. Yeah. It, what, I, what I'm hearing through all this, too, is that it's... Uh... The science plan is a living document. It's not a you know stone tablet that's that's you know bequeathed from on high. It's it's very right. much something that is thoughtfully changed uh, as the environment changes, as as the state of research changes, as our teams change, um, and so there's there is flexibility to improve and, and add to it, but in a measured way. So it's not just a free for all of ideas, but uh, but yes. going in the same direction. Yes, absolutely. And I must say the, the review panel um, for our renewal review, um, they, they were a little cautious about us working on a third edition. They liked the yeah. second edition. I like the second edition too. I think sure. it's an excellent document. And anyone who hasn't downloaded it yet, uh, especially a researcher planning to work on hazards research, definitely download it again nary science plan search for it it'll come yeah up. it's not a sleep uh, aid like ace7 it's actually very interesting <laughs> yes oh yeah it is it's, it's it's a good read um but the the review panel were i think appropriately cautious that why are we messing with a good thing um they were also looking ahead saying we have five years of nary reauthorized now it's down to about four years um why are we changing the science plan now? It'll only be published in 2022. Then there's only three years left. What is the point? And the point was, it's a living document. And if we leave it static, it fails to be a living document. We do need yeah. to keep updating it. And secondly, we pointed out the, the need to better incorporate the, the capabilities of the NERI Sim Center. They have some phenomenal tools that they oh, yeah. developed over the first uh, series of NERI um, years and, and those we need more implementation of those tools and on the other hand Converge was added relatively recently to the NERI family and they have enormous talent for us to use on the social science side including um, the, the um, extreme event reconnaissance the EER oh yeah the which there's called. like three new ones since the last science plan exactly it seems like there's a new one every week there's seven total now and um almost none of that has been incorporated into the science yeah. plan and the data we can collect immediately after a hazard event is often what drives our research mm -hmm. and drives our code improvements that happened after the Torku tsunami it happened after the earthquake in chile northridge earthquake every earthquake teaches us something which finds its way into the code but yeah. before we simply change the code, we have to do research on that. And so yeah. those those drive the... So we're hoping that will also drive the science plan uh, third version. Yeah. Uh, something that uh, we, we talk about, you talked about the science of team science. And one of the, one of the like most high-functioning teams in the world, uh, I may or may not be advertising a t-shirt of, of related to them, but the Navy SEALs. We talk about a lot of uh, 
after action reviews and coming back to the same background of experience after they've completed something. And it's harder to do that as a natural hazards community team. And it sounds like the science plan is, is one way of bringing the whole community back to this background of experience. Like this is how we talk about what we do and this is how we approach our problems. This is how we incorporate our, our best uh, you know, operating procedures and, and checklists yeah. and tools and, and all of that. And we disseminate it to the whole community all at once so that everybody can learn from the failures in the field that we, we solved that problem. So you don't have to, and right. those kinds of things. And so it's, it's helping us be a better team um, the best we can. Yeah, I agree. And it's even more important as we diversify that team. Um, it, as we as we include more simulation, as we include the social sciences, as we include these um, rapid response uh, extreme event reconnaissance teams, um, they're all looking at the same problem, but from completely different angles. Yeah. Um, the, the experimentalists are looking at their little experiment. The simulation are looking at trying to expand that experiment to simulate a, an entire community. And the social sciences are looking at the same problem, but from a completely different angle. And then the, the extreme event reconnaissance folk are going out as quickly as they can to see what happened, what, what actually happened to our infrastructure. And so all of that, getting all of those people to work together takes indeed uh, science of team science. Uh, how do we talk to each other? How do we come back, as you say, to a common goal, which I think is what the science plan is gonna represent, it represents now, and hopefully we can improve uh, in the third edition um, because yeah, as you're saying, we, we need to regroup after each of these major events because we see things happening that we've seen before. And somehow we haven't solved the problem. Somehow mm -hmm. either we haven't done the research or we haven't been able to get it implemented in the field, but we're seeing a recurring problem. Those are the things we need to target. And sometimes it's the social science aspect. It's the public policy. It's the economics that, that drive why people are not making those changes. And so we need yeah. to get out of our engineering hats and, and help the social scientists make the arguments for why we need to incorporate safe rooms in ton tornado zones or, yeah. or incorporate window protection in hurricane zones, things like that. There's some communities that do it, but there are many communities that don't. And when they suffer the consequences, it's, it's disappointing. It, it feels yeah. like we're not getting our message out. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think your podcasts are actually a good part of that. Just spreading the word to the public that yeah. um, this, this, you know, we're doing our best and uh, we need help getting this implemented in your communities. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's, it's one of the reasons we started it of, okay, how can we get the word out about the, the good work that our scientists are doing in a way that normal people can understand? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Because as, as you say, engineers tend to be a bit asocial and, uh, you know, don't, don't necessarily like to talk to folks or, or uh, you know, use lots of words that most of us don't understand sometimes when they do. Right. And right. I'm as guilty as anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a, an absolute you know, privilege and honor to be able to, uh, to talk about it with uh, the great work that you and your committee and the rest of the NARI team are, are doing. Uh, to help you know, our society be more resilient to all this, all the stuff that uh, the world throws at us. Yep. yep. Excellent. But well, it's been an absolute joy. I always love getting to chat with you um, anytime we get to to work together. And we'll we'll see you in the next uh, NCO meeting here in a week or so. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs>
And then maybe we plan a trip for you to Hawaii. Boy, I would thoroughly enjoy that. So, uh, okay. you know, maybe, maybe we can try and get AGU out there or, or some, some other uh, legitimate excuse to, <laughs> to get out <laughs> yes, there. Indeed. Yeah, I know. You know, it's, it's one, of the, one of the things with COVID. Um, you've kind of been locked down in your location. Um, and I'm so glad I'm locked down in Hawaii. I mean, there are definitely so not many better places to experience no, a lockdown. No. Yeah, it's been good. Good. Yeah, well, yeah. enjoy the surf for me and uh, we'll catch you later, Ian. Okay, thanks, Dan. Been Take a care, my friend. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Design Safe Radio. This show is sponsored by the National Science Foundation grant number 1612144. You can subscribe to Design Safe Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please leave us a review so we can improve the show. Please also help others find our episodes in iTunes. Thanks for your feedback and support. You can find out more about Nary at designsafe-ci.org, on Facebook at Design Safe Radio, or on Twitter at Nary Design Safe. <laughs>